landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast and wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe, I'm the Lonely Diplomat and it's a pleasure to uh, welcome you to this episode which is episode 43 of the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Wherever you are in the world, I hope that however you're receiving um, my voice right now, whether it's uh, on podcast or on YouTube, um, I hope that you're going well uh, and uh, that you're being awesomely and humanly you. That's what my work here at The Lonely Diplomat is all about, is about helping diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life, helping, challenging, serving, supporting uh, and inspiring diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life as they reconnect with themselves and the world around them. Diplomacy is a wonderful career and a fantastic life and indeed it's like nothing else and it affords so many opportunities for us to experience different parts of life and if you're like me it's actually very different to how we grew up Um, and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life, wonderful experience, full of rich experiences. But like everything, there is another side of the coin. And as, uh, as, as diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life, we're not that good. We're not that good at talking about the other side of the shiny coin of diplomacy. And that's for a whole lot of reasons, which my work goes into. But um, nothing good comes when we ignore the bad. Um, Ignoring the bad doesn't make it go away. Um, And uh, indeed, it actually gives the bad more power over us because the bad knows that if we engage with it publicly um, or the bad has us believing that if we engage with it publicly, if we say that we're struggling, if we say that, you know what, I don't actually, you know, it's like I don't feel okay within myself, um, uh, that it grows in its power. And we can, as diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life, engage with the bad, the uh, underside of the shiny coin, in ways that are unhelpful, with gossip, with you know, speaking in hushed tones. Um, uh, and again, that's not good. <laughs> Understatement, that's not good. So my work, my blog, my podcast, um, my book... Uh, the Lonely Diplomat, Reconnecting with Ourselves and the World Around Us, which is available uh, as a, um, uh, in ebook form and a hardcover, uh, not hardcover, hard copy um, on Amazon, and my mentoring services, my one-on-one mentoring services for diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life, where you can have a chat with me monthly or every quarter. Um, and uh, all of that is available on my website at thelonelydiplomat.com. So in this episode, we're going to have a chat about privilege uh, and entitlement and diplomacy. And this comes off a blog post that I wrote uh, a few months ago now, and it was the last blog blog post that I wrote. And it was um, uh, about checking our privilege. Now, privilege uh, is a word that um, I've been noticing a lot lately. 
And it's been coming to attention for some pretty horrible ways. But as I've said in a few episodes, indeed in the last episode, uh, on a call to the men of diplomacy, um, nothing, nothing, no change comes when everything's okay. There's no, no reason to change. So, you know, euphemistically, we need to shake some things up. And by things, I also mean I could have said something that uh, uh, that that would have um, that could have offended sensitive ears. But we need to shake it up. And checking our privilege, reviewing the benefits that we have as an individual, that we have as a global community, I think is a very good thing. And checking it and taking some action is even better. Because once we have awareness that there's a problem and we don't make changes, kind of just an idle thought. We're required to make some changes if we are to be in alignment with uh, our words, thoughts and actions actually align with what we know to be important. So this is a conversation in this episode where we're going to be talking about entitlement. We're going to be talking about privilege and diplomacy. And right up, straight up, right off the bat, how it, like, like however I just mashed those up. Diplomats, we're privileged. We're really privileged. There's an entire system, an entire system of, like there's, there's a treaty, treaties, designed to codify how we do our work. So when we travel, we travel on diplomatic passports. When we travel, we're allowed to arrive and depart countries through um, distinct lanes at immigration. And we can generally walk through uh, at customs without people opening our bags. And there's a, a, and then at work, generally, this might not apply in your situation, but there's an entire um, group of people in our work who are uh, who work towards getting us and our stuff all in the place where they need to be at the time. So there's suffice to say that there's a whole system uh, around getting moving us around the world. And then once we're there, we have, if we are in a place where we need a car, we have diplomatic license plates, number plates on our cars. We have special diplomatic IDs. We have um, uh, quite possibly a arm of the police dedicated to our safety and security. We have this whole ecosystem uh, where we live designed to have us do our work. Then when we are at work, we have uh, the privilege of access. If we're doing our job well enough, we have the privilege of access to some pretty important people in our host government. Not only in our host government, there's uh, those, you know, in, in academia, uh, there's, you know, in, in, um, uh, in business, in commerce. And 
all there so we can do our job. And our job does require us to have that access. But my point is, and my point in the blog post, and my point today in this episode, is to say that that's not normal. That's not a normal way to live. But when we do that, when we live this diplomatic life, when we are diplomats for many years, it can become normal. The extraordinary becomes the ordinary. What was shiny and pretty and amazing just becomes expected. And then expected can quickly go into demanding. There's nothing quite like the wrath of a diplomat with a sense of entitlement when told no. And we can see the best and the worst in people. We can see the best and worst in ourselves when we feel like we are entitled to something that is not being given to us. Now, I don't want to leave that conversation there at the you know, general amorphous people. I'm going to bring it to me and I'm going to share this with you. Because And I shared it in, in the blog post too. But where we get, where I get, um, you know, sorry, taking a step back. I grew up small country town, small country town. The nearest airport uh, only um, had propeller planes, like no jets. And it was over an hour's drive away. And uh, I, I'm like obsessed, obsessed with planes, still am, right? And I've traveled a lot, traveled a lot, personally traveled a lot for work, been extremely lucky to do that. Each and every time I travel, I still kind of get giggly. I love it, love it, love the smell of aviation fuel. Um, I don't have a problem. Uh, And I love the hustle and bustle generally, pre-COVID times of airports. I love it. I love the comings, the goings, the the excitement of looking at a departures board and going, well, I'm going there, but like, oh, that plane's going there. And, that, and you know, what kind of plane's there? And, oh, you know, the announcements, the languages, everything, everything about it. I still kind of, you know, like the thrill is still there. I'm still a little kid. And it's awesome. It's awesome when you arrive somewhere and you're on your diplomatic passport. I'm on my diplomatic passport. And, you know, a number of planes have arrived at the same time, disgorging all their tired and hungry passengers. Uh, And you see the diplomatic queue. And there might be like one or two other people in front of you when you line up. But, you know, instead of waiting there for an hour or more to get through uh, immigration, inwards immigration, we, you know, essentially with a with a smile and a wave and, you know, some very polite interactions, we've arrived. We're allowed in. And then, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's not normal. Because a couple of times in my life, um, and I laugh because I'm, well, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, but there'd be times when I'd arrive in a country, in my host country, 
And to process the other passengers, they allow the regular people to enter, um, uh, to be processed uh, through immigration, through the diplomatic line. And the harumphing, the, you know, getting louder and louder and louder. The, uh, I would get my passport out, kind of like, idly tap the cover with, you know, diplomatic passport written on it, outwards facing, like, on my shoulder or something like that, you know, <laughs> subtle, subtle. Or, you know, shifting uncomfortably, you know, uh, on from hip to hip, just like, <clears throat> you know, and being annoyed. Uh, and I've done that. I've done that and I'm really embarrassed to say that out loud. But... Yeah, a couple of other other occasions too, like where I would get frustrated, and I still do. I still get very frustrated when the world does not bend to my will. And I don't know why I expect, saying it out loud, I don't know why I expect the world to bend to my every will. You know, I'm an able-bodied, cisgendered white man who for a very long time... Um, uh, was for all intents and purposes straight, but I'm not straight. I'm gay. And but that, I'm. Uh, you can't see me if you're listening on the podcast, but I'm like doing a general sweep all over myself. All of this is privileged. I went to uh, the best schools that my parents could afford. I got a great education. I went to a great university that you have to be like one of the world's best universities where you have to be pretty smart to get into. And I got good marks there and I got a good job. And I benefited from a system. I still benefit from a system devised by men like me for men like me. And embarrassingly, when the world got in my way, I would get frustrated. I would go, how can this be happening to me? Saying it out loud is ridiculous. (laughs) But it's true. It's true. And I in 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 writing and, and doing a whole lot of work within myself, a whole lot of reflection over the last few years, and then writing the checking our privilege blog post. It occurred to me that are many instances, embarrassing influ- in instances now um, that I can reflect back on in my life where I um, uh, acted poorly, frankly, like an idiot, like a jerk. I, um, uh, I forgot that I was a human, that I was a human. I became the job. I was subsumed by the job. I became, I forgot, the golden rule. Human first, diplomat second. And then when I remembered that, that I was a human first and a diplomat second, other people respond to us when we're human. And when I started approaching life, my life, as a human, when I started engaging my work more as Phil rather than the, you know, the, the, 
the, the position that it said on my business card that I just handed out. When I engaged as me, as the awesome human that I am, the work in progress, actually the work got easier. The work became more enjoyable. I actually got more value from the work because I was interacting with other humans, which is, I don't know, like the whole point of the job. And I'm not going to say that I don't get frustrated. I don't, you know, wish that things actually were, were, were better or, or whatever in like multiple aspects of life. Like I'm a human. I get frustrated. You're human. You get frustrated too, no doubt. But the acceptance of what is and remembering the golden rule, human first, diplomat second, actually really helps me keep it in perspective. And so as a diplomat, as someone who lives the diplomatic life, it's important to know that wherever you're from in the world, you are benefiting from a system entirely designed by people like us, for people like us, for us to do our job. There's the distinction for us to do our job, not for us to live, not for us to breathe the rarefied air. Because if we breathe the rarefied air for too long without appreciating that there are other perspectives, other needs beyond our collective own, our individual own, where, well, at risk of coming from a place of entitlement. So by all means, we do a fantastic job. We do a hard job. We do need to have rules to, to ensure our safety, to, to codify how we all interact with each other, how we... Um, uh, uh, can cater for different linguistic needs, different um, cultural uh, and, and, and other needs. That's important. It's really important. Don't get me wrong. But I guess once we've internalized, once we've drunk the Kool-Aid, then that's where we can come unstuck. Have you drunk the Kool-Aid? Have you... Um, developed a sense of entitlement i'd love to hear from you uh, if you've got any feedback on this uh, episode on um, any other episode of the lonely diplomat podcast love to hear from you i'm on social media on facebook instagram linkedin uh, and also uh, here on uh, on YouTube, if you're uh, watching on on YouTube, um, and I appreciate that you know you don't want everyone to see your comments, um, uh, you don't want the world to see your comments. So feel free to send me a message uh, on on Facebook, uh, slide into my DMs on uh, on on Instagram, and let's have a chat. I'd love to hear from you um, if you've got any feedback for me uh, on on this 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 episode. Um, or any other episode. And if you are listening on a podcast, know that uh, a high rating um, for this episode or other, like the, the, the whole thing, um, is, uh, really helps get this 
content in front of more ears. But because the diplomatic community is pretty unique and pretty bespoke, word of mouth is by far the best, um, the best sort of advertising um, uh, and letting diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life know that they're not alone in living the highs and lows of this diplomatic life. Thank you for spending some of your day here with me uh, today, uh, right now. Um, and until we have another chat, until the next episode, be awesomely and humanly you, because the world really does need more. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.